0: Welcome to the Morning News Podcast for Friday, April 3rd. We begin with our weekly chat with Mayor Nahed Nenshi. We get the latest on this year's city property tax assessment process, which will now look a lot different than previous years due to the COVID-19 pandemic.
1: Next, we explore the topic of caring for the most vulnerable portion of the population during this coronavirus crisis, our seniors. We get some suggestions from a seniors care specialist.
0: Are you having a tough time during the COVID-19 pandemic? We'll catch up with a registered psychologist with tips on how to cope during traumatic times.
1: Then we hear from a Carleton University professor who's created a plain language guide to help people trying to access government programs during the coronavirus crisis. She's hoping it helps Canadians get some clarity during this confusing time.
0: And finally, we travel overseas to get an update on the impact of COVID-19 in the UK. We speak with British radio personality, Kenny James. 742 on the morning news. At every Friday morning at 740, Mayor Nod Nenshi will join us with an update for calgarians on the coronavirus situation in our city he joins us now good morning mayor good morning well you know uh, setting the tax rates this time of the year on the agenda at city hall that's nothing new and uh well, you and council may have had plans in place i'm sure they look vastly different right now than maybe they did even a few weeks ago tell us about the process and the changes because you probably had to rip up every plan you had
2: yeah we did um which is no fun at all um so normally at the beginning of april we wait for the province to set its budget uh... they tell us what their tax rate is going to be and then we have a uh, you know, pretty um, non-interesting uh, meeting where we just set the tax rates um, based on some math. Obviously, things are very different now, and so we've been working very hard over the last couple weeks to say, you know, what is it possible for us to do? Uh, given we talked about this last week, that the city is different than the province and the federal government. That we can't easily borrow money um, for our cash flow, and we have to be good by the end of the year because we're not allowed to run a deficit. But at the same time we've also been focused on just making sure that people who have enough to worry about don't have to also worry about uh paying their property taxes if they can't afford it so on monday council will get a big presentation in public about the state of the city's finances we're losing about 15 million dollars a week uh versus budget during this epidemic mostly lost revenue in transit and recreation facilities that are closed and so on um, and uh, But at the same time, we want to do something meaningful for people on their property taxes. So we'll look at some options and probably make a decision on Monday about what we can do and what we can afford.
1: So some relief potentially, Mayor, for property taxes. But what if people can pay them? I know you have a message on that side of things as well.
2: Yeah, I know very much. You know, if you are able, if you're still working, if you're able to pay your bills, even your utility bills and your property taxes, we ask that you do so. Uh, Not just to help the city out, though it does help the city out, but also because you don't want to be stuck with a big bill months down the road because we don't know what the world is going to look like months down the road. So uh, given that we've got to make good by December, we just want people to be thoughtful about their own circumstances as well.
0: Your thoughts uh, from the Calgarians you're hearing from as far as um, how we're uh, getting through this together?
2: You know certainly the numbers uh continue to climb um and but they are climbing what we call linearly rather than exponentially so some of the work that calgarians are doing is helping us flatten the curve to use that uh to use that phrase and i'm just really proud of calgarians for what they're doing you know um last week i saw a clip of people outside the Mackenzie town continuing care residents singing lean on me mm-hmm. neighbors strangers friends coming together and You know, I've been pretty good at holding it together all this time, but that kind of got me. Uh, And it really reminded me that even in these incredibly frightening times, that there are still people who just want to do good. So the best things we can do, and I keep saying it, right, we're asked to do something. We're asked to make a sacrifice to save the community and save the world, and that sacrifice is to stay home. Absolutely. To stay home, to be kind to everybody, and that's how we save lives.
1: Uh, Mayor, I just wanted to touch on, before we let you go, uh, the tax burden on small businesses. We talked just a moment ago about, uh, you know, uh, deferral, perhaps, of property taxes for homeowners. What will it look like for small businesses?
2: I'm hoping to do the same thing. Uh, In fact there has been probably more attention paid to the plight of businesses and that and rightly so uh over the last little while. We want to include homeowners in the mix as well. But ultimately for small and medium sized businesses, I, I'm very worried. Uh you know, statistics show that when there are disasters, a very high proportion of businesses that close never reopen. And that's what we want to try to avoid here. We want to make sure people have access to the actually quite meaningful federal and provincial programs uh, that can keep them going even in times when their business is not normal. But ultimately, we also want them to be able to hit the ground running when we're on the other side of this mountain.
0: Good stuff. Well, thank you very much for your time this morning, Mayor.
2: Well, thank you all. And again, remember to everyone listening, thank you for all you're doing. You know, government can't save you from getting sick, but you can. And we just all need to continue to act, not like someone who doesn't want to get sick, but to act like someone who already has the virus and doesn't want to spread it. And everyone you meet is your nine-year-old mother. Mm-hmm. So remember, clean hands, clear heads, open hearts.
1: Thank you, Mayor. Appreciate it. That is Mayor Nahed Nenshi, and it is 747 now t- in these difficult times, we need to protect the ones closest to us. And during this COVID 19 pandemic, we especially need to look after the older folks in our lives. Joining us with help doing that is Stephanie Chan, CEO of My Care Base and an expert in caregiving and care management for seniors. Hi, Stephanie. Hello. Thanks so much for joining us. Are you in self isolation at your home? Absolutely. Yeah, we're all doing it most definitely. And it's really hard for our seniors right now, especially we want to make sure that we minimize them going out. So you've got an important checklist for us. Absolutely.
3: Um, You're right in that um, the senior population, we need to protect them particularly from um, risk um, exposure to the virus And so for family members who are caring for an older adult, you're basically stepping into the shoes of a remote caregiver. So the checklist is really about making sure that they have the essential um, basic needs um, satisfied. So food and medications, are they having meals or groceries delivered? How is their mental health? Are they feeling isolated and depressed being at home and not being able to go out and not being able to interact with people, um, doing the recreational things that they're used to doing. Um, So what can take place of that? And so that part of the checklist would involve, you know, things like old-fashioned phone calls do wonders. Um, But if they're also somewhat Internet literate, perhaps um, a video call can be set up with their friends or different family members from around the world.
0: So during this time, if you have caregivers out there, what precautions are in place? Some obvious things, the use
3: of gloves and masks um, and extra screening. So making sure that the caregiver um, hasn't been in touch with anyone who has been infected. Um, They
1: themselves have not either traveled. Or themselves experiencing any symptoms. You know, Stephanie, I want to ask you too about um, depression or just, you know, a lot of stress and anxiety for all of us right now. But I would imagine for some of the senior folks out there, it would even be worse. How do we take care of that?
3: Yeah, I think, you know, going back to the old fashioned phone call is the best. Hopefully, there's people in the family who are self isolating at home and they do have time to um, make more phone calls than they usually would. Um, in addition, we as a service are offering phone call companionship as a check-in. If someone, let's say, is a um, frontline healthcare worker or, or an essential services, we're actually offering that for free, um, is that if you want someone just calling your senior, um, your loved one, and making sure they're okay. Offering the up some positivity, right? Too. Yeah, and like kind of conversational companionship to make sure they're okay, Um some mental stimulation, um, but family members can do that too. So I really encourage people to focus on the old-fashioned phone call or if their parent is um, somewhat Wi-Fi friendly, um, then to connect them through a video chat. Uh, maybe have the grandkids do something. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you do live close to your parent, but you don't want to be in touch with them, you can drop things off at the door like their favorite treats, Mm -hmm. have the grandkids, you know, write letters and cards, you know, anything that kind of can boost someone's mood.
0: Sounds great. Thank you very much for your time this morning, Stephanie. Thank you. That is Stephanie Chan, CEO of MyCareBase.
1: MyCareBase.com is the website
0: it's a trying time for all of us the COVID 19 pandemic has turned life upside down for many with job loss social isolation and even the impact on everyday tasks like shopping with some suggestions on how to cope during this traumatic time we're joined by registered psychologist jesse rabinovich good morning jesse good morning jesse where do we start it's such a rapid change in our way of life uh have you had an increase in business over the last couple of weeks because i'm sure people are feeling the pinch and could use some
4: help yeah, uh, business has actually stayed fairly steady, but I think the changing factor is the focus on uh, COVID-19 and the impact that this is having with social isolation and working from home for individuals.
1: So what are you hearing, Jesse? What, what is the, the thing that people are, are talking to you most about
4: The added stress and the uncertainty that this is causing to people, whether it's working from home, whether it's what to do with their children, whether it's the impact this is having on the economy and will I have a job to go back to or will, you know, the financial impact this has had on stock prices. So it's really impacted or infiltrated every sort of facet of people's lives.
0: Jesse, you've had experience dealing with uh, traumatic events, Uh, maybe none uh, quite like this, but whether it's the Fort McMurray fires or the floods in Calgary, can we draw parallels as far as what people are going through right now?
4: I certainly think so, because the common denominator is the excess stress that this has caused people. And I think in this situation, it's so unexpected. But again, I think in situations like that, very unexpected as well. So I think there are certainly things people can do to help cope with the stress. So avoiding is never really going to solve anything. And I think that is truly the easiest way to deal with any sort of stress in life. But I think a lot of people are asking, how do we address this type of stress? And so in preparation uh, for the call we're having, four things that I've identified that I think are super helpful Our number one, to access support, access support from animate and inanimate uh, objects alike. So pets, I think, are great, family, friends, uh, connecting with uh, uh, a higher power or a sense of spirituality. So that's one thing. Mm -hmm. A second thing would be to anchor ourselves. I think in a time like this, we can really tend to overthink. And when we overthink, that translates into disconnecting from ourselves. So in in order to stay connected with ourselves, we really need to have a way to anchor ourselves in the present. Using our senses. So humans have five senses, taste, touch, sight, smell, hear. And using those senses, so whether it's cooking or just identifying five things you see, five things you physically feel, five things you hear, taking some time, creating a routine to anchor yourself. Another thing would be managing reactions. So instead of kind of going off the deep end with the overthinking, how can you balance out those thoughts? Even though negative things are happening, nevertheless, positive things will occur. So I think the skill that I would really try to teach patients I work with, even though insert that negative, nevertheless, end it on a positive note so that you have balanced thinking instead of negative thoughts, which are only going to promote more negative feelings with that head-heart connection. And then the final thing would be engaging in positive activities. So certainly that's a challenge at this time, but figuring out a way, whether it's going for a walk outside or uh, preparing a meal, I think engaging in positive activities is that fourth strategy that I think can be so helpful.
1: Really important, great ideas. I, I think these are all super uh, timely and, and and we could carry those into the future as well, but certainly at times of stress. 8.12 now on your Friday morning and uh, a Carleton University uh, professor is our next guest. Jennifer Robson is an associate professor of political management at Kroger College. and She studied how government communicates and it won't surprise you to know that they don't do it very well. She's created a basic language guide to help Canadians navigate and act. Access government programs through this pandemic. Good morning Jennifer. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. Thanks uh, for having me. You say that uh, the government is not a great communicator. I don't think that that would be terribly surprising to most people especially right now trying to access all of this aid in the government programs.
5: And I, I wanna be clear. I think it's really specifically with regards to explaining to people mm-hmm. how to get access to programs and services, right? Those can often feel really confusing and certainly right now when um you know people are under extra stress, really clear communication is, is super important for making sure that people get the financial help they need so they can stay home.
0: Particularly this time, uh, Jennifer, there's so many different pieces, so many different, uh, you know, levels. And uh, uh, as far as for business owners, for employees, for those people who have been out of work, could that be part of it? That we've got so much information coming in such a short time. Uh,
5: you know, it is a lot to keep track of. I'm not going to lie. That Google Docs that um, I've been trying to keep updated is um, <laughs> been tricky, honestly, to stay on top of it. So I think actually, on the one hand, it is a good Thing, that we have multiple programs and that we've got governments provincially and federally, who are all trying to chip in and and find ways to help Canadians. That's really good. The difficulty, of course, is for people in different circumstances figuring out what applies to them. So, you know, I'm really hoping in the next little while that some of the some of the rules can be more clearly explained. That you know, um, we're waiting for that that uh, launch of the new Canada Emergency Response Benefit starting on Monday. And, and, you know, I'm really hoping that that will be clear and simple and smooth as it's been promised.
1: In the meantime, though, and I would agree with you, too, it does seem the government is trying to create programs that will help every, you know, kind of different group out there. But in the meantime, you've created, as you mentioned, this great Google document. So tell us how this works and how we can access it.
5: Sure thing. Um, So um, I actually created this originally because I was trying to make sense of what was available myself. And talking with some, you know, really smart policy people who are also having a hard time wrapping their head around what was available. Plus, I, I do a lot of work with some NGOs who um, do things like helping Canadians get access to benefits and filing tax returns. So I thought, you know, I'll, I'll make this thing. I'll share it with a few people. And then I thought, well, you know, maybe other people want to see it. So I put it up on uh, the Google Drive, people can view it. The easiest way, rather than me giving you some complicated URL, if people just look for my uh, Twitter handle, so if you just Google Jennifer Robson uh, Twitter, I think if my handle is at Jennifer Robson 8, you know, 1 through 7 were already taken. Sorry, it's not a great Twitter <laughs> handle. Um, anyway, but um, it's pinned to the top of my uh, Twitter timeline and there's a link there and I'm just I'm updating the document as often as I can with new information. But again, you know, hopefully governments um, at, at federal, provincial, municipal levels will, uh, will be finding ways as well to start communicating this information to,
0: to Canadians. What has the response been, Jennifer? Have you had a lot of people uh, taking a look at the document, downloading it, or uh, at least uh, using the uh, different tools you have?
5: Yeah, I mean, I um, I'm not an IT person, um, so I actually don't really know what the web stats are, um, but I certainly know I've been getting um, dozens and dozens of messages from individual Canadians, um, either saying thank you, which is lovely, and I really appreciate that, um, or more heartbreakingly, often cases where people are saying, "This is what uh, my family and I are going through. What do you suggest?" And um, you know, like I say, it's it's been really heartbreaking, and I my I feel so much for those people and what they're going through. I just I wish i was in a position to be you know an advisor and respond to everybody i am just doing the best i can
1: well we thank you for your help and uh, again we'll point people to your twitter handle at jennifer robson eight and your dr jennifer robson with a little canadian flag if people are looking for it they'll be able that's to me. find that link there thank you so much for joining us appreciate it all right thank you take care that's jennifer robson she is an associate professor of political management at kroger university at carl uh, kroger college at Carleton university 6.09 now. As the number of deaths in the UK continues to rise, many complain testing was simply too slow and a lockdown even slower. We're joined this morning by radio personality and business owner in the UK, Kenny James. Hi, Kenny. So morning. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey, where exactly are you located, Kenny?
6: I'm in the northwest of the UK, so halfway between Manchester and Liverpool. Okay. Uh, Liverpool, similar size to Calgary, about 1.4 million people, Manchester, 2.8 million.
1: And what's, so, it, what's it like normal. right now? Are people it's,
6: abiding oh, by lockdown. orders? Yeah, mostly. Uh, we're in lockdown like you. Um, the rules basically are we can go out for shopping or to the pharmacy. Uh, or if we're an essential worker, we can go to work. So essential being classed as National Health Service, so health workers, uh, people in food stores, um, carers, that kind of stuff. Uh, or we can go for some exercise a day, about an hour a day, if the, the advice not too far from home, we shouldn't drive there. Uh, so the police now are, are stopping cars in certain areas, checking that your journey is a, a valuable journey, an essential one. Uh, and they can now find people as well. We're, we're doing things that we shouldn't do, not being two metres apart, too many people, more than two people together at a time. So mostly people are tending to stick with it. There have been a few scenarios where people haven't, but we're, we're, we're getting by.
0: Kenny, you mentioned that you're allowed to leave to get your uh, you know, groceries, perhaps essential supplies. Are you finding any shortages for those things you might need on a day-to-day basis?
6: Hi, Andrew. Yeah, last week there was. Initially, the, uh, there were sort of some panic buying, some people stocking up, buying much more than they should. So the, the thing that was in, in short supply mostly with, was loo rolls, toilet rolls uh, initially. But uh, we've gotten over that now. So it's back to normal, really. Shops are fairly well stocked. Short on one or two things, but no real issues. Uh, some of the stores you have to queue to get in. Uh, to only allows so many people in the store at any one time, but generally we're, we're getting back to some sort of normality. I don't know if you can describe it that. Way.
1: Yeah, our, our new normal, I guess, right? And we had a shortage of loo rolls as well, and hopefully uh, that <laughs> that's over here too. But Kenny, what's the sense you're getting from? You're a radio guy. What are you hearing from listeners? Are are people worried? Are they scared? Or are they accepting this and and just really listening to you know the governments and the orders of of what we need to do to make it you know slow as quick as possible.
6: We get a government uh, announcement every night. So there's a live press conference at 5 p.m. UK time every night, giving us the latest updates as, as to where we are, how we think it's progressing, and, and where they think it's going. Uh, as of the lo- latest figures, 34,000 positive tests in the UK uh, till 10 this morning, uh, 2,921 deaths so far in the UK. Uh, and I think the general feeling here is now is that these sort of the things we have to do now are working, that... We're not going out, giving each other plenty of space. The lockdown is, is working in that. The number of new cases that are being uh, found each day is coming down. Uh, the number of deaths is growing because, if you like they're, that's part of the process. They're already in, in, in movement. But generally, people just like to know what's happening, be kept up, up to date with the latest news, and feel that they're, they're being well-informed.
0: You mentioned the lockdown seems to be working, and uh, you also mentioned that the the police are enforcing the two meter distance and the in the number of gatherings as far as people are concerned. Um, are they having to enforce it, or are people getting in line? Because uh, uh, we haven't had to go to quite those distances. We're talking about fines here, and I think that you can have a group of five people at this point together in Canada. Uh, but are people, uh, you know, falling in line in the UK?
6: I think generally, Andrew, yes, is the answer. Uh, Some issues were people in the park last weekend having a barbecue, that kind of thing, which didn't get looked uh, upon very well by the public and by the police. Uh, And certain uh, were a bit concerned this weekend because we're expecting some really warm weather, sort of 18 degrees this weekend, which is seasonably a bit warmer than we'd expect. I know you've had minus 12 over there, so it's a (laughs) a bit warmer than you. But what happens then is people head out to the local beauty spots for a walk. And then you get big gatherings, so they're trying to stop that kind of thing happening.
1: What about shops and and stores? Are are a lot of them closed? Uh, You mentioned the grocery stores are still open, but with the stores being closed, is there any mention of an aid package for you and your country at this point?
6: Yeah, the government have sort of tried to do a lot of things and uh, acted very quickly, in fairness. I think most people over here, uh, whatever your political leaning is, uh, have been impressed with the way the government have acted. There are, there are wage guarantees now for people who, who are, are being made redundant. Uh, there's also this thing called furloughing, which is a word that we've never used in the U.K. before. I know it's been used in the U.S. quite a bit, um, <clears throat> the, 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 sort of laying off people. So there's an 80% wage guarantee for people who, who are being laid off that so the government will pay the company 80% to furlough people rather than make them redundant. So there's that kind of thing. Uh, and in terms of business packages, there, there, there are loans, essential emergency loans for small companies. Uh, and also uh, the, the government uh, are guaranteeing uh, some, some larger company loans. In fact, they've just updated today to, to companies with a turnover of up to £500 million a year that they will give. But they are coming in two or three months' time. So they're so concerned about what will happen in the next two or three months before those uh, funds are available to be drawn down.
0: Here in Canada, the uh, federal government is, uh, for the most part, letting each province uh, do what is necessary uh, for for their people. I'm wondering about the UK. Is it unilateral across the region, or are different regions uh, reacting different and putting different uh, rules and stipulations in place to try to flatten the curve?
6: No, we're UK-wide here, so whatever the government says goes right across uh, England, certainly Scotland and and, and Ireland and Wales will will be slightly different. But in England, whatever the the government says goes right across the UK, or right, right across England. Um, and everyone abides by the same rules and regulations.
1: Kenny, what about test kits? Uh, we've heard shortages in the UK, uh, you know, shortages potentially around the world, and as well as the PPE, the personal protective equipment. Are you hearing the same issues where you are?
6: Yeah, this is one thing that's been coming up most nights in the government conference, uh, people asking questions about kits and why they haven't arrived on time. A lot of the PPE stuff, the protective stuff, hasn't landed with the practitioners as yet. The government says there's plenty of it, it's in big warehouses, but it hasn't been getting to the front line has been the criticism. Uh, And testing as well has been one of the issues over here. Why haven't our health service people been tested or enough of them? Um, So the government have promised in their conference last night that by the end of April we will be testing 100,000 people a day in the UK.
0: 20 seconds left, Kenny, and I'm just wondering if there's a different uh, vibe over there. We always talk about what people are streaming because we have to find some way to pass the time. Uh, What are the two number one streaming choices in the UK right now to watch uh, to to pass the time?
6: Uh, Netflix, of course, has been. But one thing that's been noticeable that people have commented is the speed of Netflix has been slowing down over here because (laughs) of the amount of people using it.
1: No doubt. Well, we're having the same problems here for sure, but uh, be safe over there, Kenny. Thanks so much for the update. Appreciate it.
6: Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Andrew.
1: That's Kenny James, radio personality and business owner in the UK.